You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, we have a insane uh, week and too much stuff to even come close to getting to, but it's Wakanda Forever week. Yeah. Uh, that's the big deal. And, uh, and th- you know, is an interesting movie to me uh, in a lot of ways. And we're not going to jump yeah. into the review of it right now or anything, but it was an interesting movie... Uh, to me, because I'll say like halfway through the movie, uh, you know, honestly, I just started thinking about other things. Yeah. And, and, and uh, that, you know, is interesting for like the world of Marvel. Yeah. Right. And and where the whole uh, Marvel movie universe in terms of like uh, things hitting the theaters and where things are going and, and uh, you know, their ability to... Uh, continue the juggernaut and all that stuff especially with like you know the we get you get the trailer for the new ant-man coming yeah, out right. and whatever right so i don't know it's an interesting movie and uh, obviously it's making tons of money yeah but we have a lot of other stuff to get to and as we've been telling you for weeks uh and months even uh about the you know uh, I guess the the kind of canyon of emptiness in between <laughs> right. the giant tentpole films and and frankly the superhero movies for the last at yeah. least a couple months. Uh, in between the big giant things, there is just this hole. There's yeah. like a void, and all you get are kind of very small movies. And now we're leading into the end of the year and all that, and. For a lot of that time, as we've been making our way through the summer, when there's a hole, there's a hole. Yeah. But now, and, uh, and you know, there's stuff has been coming out on streaming the whole time and some really good stuff even. And so you had some options of being able to, I don't know, either uh, TV series or movies that are all coming out on streaming. But now you're spoiled for choice. Now right. you're screwed the other way right (laughs) now there's too much stuff and uh so we are going to run through some of it we have several uh movies we can get to uh to try and cover we're probably i think only going to do three because that's already too much yeah um but uh now that it's the end of the year we're going to have tons of stuff to get through each week no matter what happens and we might as well get used to it i guess right catch up anyway uh but uh some of the things I want to mention, and especially a few series, um, because there are huge things coming out. Uh, but also, before we even get, you know, all the way into that, don't worry, darling, and see how they run are both on HBO Max now, right? So Check you them got out. that, yeah. Um, and there is the uh, 
the Crawdad movie is out now. Oh, yeah. I want to say that's on Netflix, but I'm not sure. I think that's on Netflix it's, now. Yeah, it's weird. Um, it's that. But Hulu, that but, one yeah. is uh, that one had had an amazing run at theaters because it could take advantage of the fact that nothing we was trying to shut yeah, it right. out. Right? Yeah, it played for a while, and uh, and it was doing okay. Like each, you know, it wasn't. Uh, getting tons of money, but each week it right. was like enough to stay for a long time. It was in theaters. Yep. So uh, that's pretty impressive. But if you haven't checked that out, that's on Netflix now. And then for uh, for TV, you got tons of stuff as well. And sticking with HBO Max, you got uh, new seasons of Pennyworth and Titans, right. which are both big things for HBO Max, even though... Uh, you know, the first six episodes of Pennyworth were some of the coolest TV I've seen really? in a while. Yeah. It's, That's cool. It's very fun and goofy and stuff. And now it's like season four or whatever. Yeah. Now, honestly, it's a little silly. They lost. Uh, <laughs> That's too bad. It's, it's a little <laughs> much. I still love the characters and the show is pretty cool, um, but I feel like we've gotten to the point where... The, you know, they're not really sure what to do with it anymore. Yeah. But they just keep getting money to make it. People keep watching it. So, right. you know, whatever. Uh, it's just, it's not as good as it was. But when it started off, I really liked it. Yeah. Um, anyway, and Titans is kind of the same deal. Titans is, yeah. is kind of goofy. And Titans is a ways in, too. It's like fourth or fifth. Man, they'll do, I'll see a spot for Titans and I'm like, why aren't I watching that? And right. then I'll see somebody review it and they're like, nah. It, it it's, it's not the, bad. It's the same thing. It was pretty good at the beginning. <clears throat> yeah, and you know, I don't know. It's just it it's odd, but it's still fun. Um, but then also in recent uh, series, you've got Inside Man with uh, David Tennant and Stanley Tucci. It's like a limited series. It's yeah, whatever, like six or seven episodes or something. That is a great is good. Show. Yeah, I love that. That's it was cool. so fun. And Stanley Tucci is so I like good. seeing. I didn't love the David Tennant, uh, you know, half of the show yeah. as much um, because I feel like we, you know, we dive into the details of what's going on with him a little more than is really necessary, right? We yeah. didn't, we didn't need to see that much of it, but that's one of the things where it's like we can't figure out if we want this to be a movie. Yeah. Or ten episodes, right. or four episodes, <laughs> yeah. or what's the what exactly do we have? And then, you know, it's like six has just become the standard. And it's like, well, fill up a couple more episodes with something. And, right. You know, keep doing it for a while. That's but funny. The, uh, the Stanley Tucci side of it is just great. Man, uh, I, he's so really, really he's good. so underrated. He's so much fun to see him in anything. In anything. And he's yeah, just yeah. that talented. But, yeah. like, I, I don't know if it was just right, wrong time. You know, I don't know if he was too old too early. I don't know what it was. But... I love seeing that guy work. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then also just some other stuff going on. We've obviously got Cabinet of Curiosities. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you watch any of that? No. Yeah. So uh, I can't believe that's I, I forgot obviously all about that. a great big thing. I got to check that out. And it's, you know, it's a very cool thing to have uh, working around Halloween yeah. time and everything like that. You know, that's a weird one, too, because it's... Uh, you know, everything is self-contained. It's yeah. all just individual uh, episodic story thing. And he's got this introduction to everything, like it's Alfred Hitchcock yeah, right. or some 
craziness, um, <laughs> which some of those are kind of interesting just to hear him, you know, go on about whatever. But, you know, the as a whole, the series was very hit or miss for me. Yeah. Some of them were pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't really love any of them. Right. But some of them were pretty cool, but some of them were a little meh. Is you your know, favorite, you know, I, I know because I've had friends that watched it seasonally because, you know, I got I got distracted and I wanted to see it for the Halloween rush of things, but I'll still watch it. I don't care if it's out of season. Most of the people I trust that liked everything that, not everything they saw, liked what they did see, said that the one by the Babadook was the best of them. I don't know which one that is. Mm. <laughs> so I have to I, think. So I can't I'll have to get you. back to you on it. Uh, anyway. Um, so that's out. Um, it's it's definitely worth watching. Yeah, right. But, even if uh, it's even if two or three aren't great, you yeah. still got four or five that are. So. Uh, you've also got just hit the new season of Yellowstone, which man, that is so huge. I can't tell you anything about, but it's super huge, right? I haven't watched uh, was, the new season. <laughs> I have I haven't actually watched that much of the show. You know, right. when the show first came out, I watched like the first five or six episodes. Yeah, and like right now, I'm like catching up to more of it yeah but i mean that's several seasons in between and i thought I, you know i i, I hadn't <laughs> i'm not up on that show, i forgot but. i i didn't quite realize how big it had gotten and i still don't see like a bunch of chatter when i see everything online because everything has up until recently and still has just been politics so whatever right, there sure. but i'm flipping through the guide the other night when the new episode is on and it was on three channels at once <laughs> it was on like tnt tbs and USA. I don't know what I can't remember what it was, but it was three channels right in a row, right. and it just had the premiere episode. And I went, "That's a sign that I'm behind on it, and that people are really loving right. Yellowstone right. hard." Because I knew that the second season, it was what everyone was talking about as far as drama and all the you know the characters. And I, I mean, I see Cole Hauser. I still think of him as Benny, you right. know, from Dazed and Confused. But watching him as Rip is like, oh my god, this right. is like incredible. I've got to get back on Yellowstone and catch up too because it just seems like it's picking up all kinds of momentum. Yeah, it's a weird show too because, uh, like I said, I watched like the first five or six when it first came out or whatever, and I kind of was like, yeah, all right, fine. Right. You know, it's okay or whatever. And then, like, and I never got around to, you know, there's too much to watch. There's always, yeah. I never got back around to it. And like every season, it was like bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. And I'm like, right. well, what is going on? Because right. <laughs> I don't, that's not what I remember. It's the same that show that you like started. So awesome, right? I don't yeah. Know. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I'm going to catch up with that one. Uh, you've also got the new show, Blockbuster, which yeah. is the uh, show about the last Blockbuster store. Right. And, uh, and that dropped all at once. So, it's like 10 it yeah. episodes or something. Uh, and you know it's not bad. It's yeah. not great, but like for a sitcom of being in like this right. blockbuster and and it's got that having joke. to deal with it and has a it has a really cool supporting cast. Yeah, and it's it's fun and it's you know it's light and kind right. of uh, you know like the man I'm spacing the name now, but the one that was like the Walmart superstore superstore. Uh, you know it's like in that same yeah that vein wheelhouse ish. Yeah. And uh, and it's pretty fun. That's cool. Uh, okay, so that is, I think, covers the TV shows. Now, before we even review things, <laughs> I got to run through like some other oh, yeah. uh, movies because you got all these options, and uh, I'm not going to do a review of them, but they're actually mostly all pretty good. There's yeah. uh, the Good Nurse was a big drop. Yep. 
That one's kind of okay, but frankly, it's Eddie like, Redmayne, it's right? Too long, yeah. Okay, it's uh, got Eddie Redmayne, and yep. it's the you know mostly true story, right. but in the serious way where it really is the right. mostly true story right. of uh, of this nurse who ended up killing people, whatever. Right. And it's like this real guy, he's, yeah. You know. In prison right now, right? Like uh, four hundred years, yeah. or Whatever the hell he got <laughs> sentenced to, yeah. Um, and you know it it is pretty good, but it's not long, and it still felt like it was a half hour too long. You know, there's like yeah. a lot of scenes of it where it's just kind of like, uh, I mean, I'm just watching this because they need to have a minimum it's, number of minutes or yeah, whatever. Right. I mean, and that's Jessica Chastain too, right? It's yeah, yeah, those two. Okay, yeah, yeah okay. And it's. Uh, <clears throat> You know, like a, it, it, like I said, it's pretty good, but it's the kind of movie where if you know what it's about, watch the trailer, and you're really interested, yeah, then you're probably going to like it well enough, right? Right. But it's not pulling in any. Yeah, right. It's not doing anything for anyone, right? Who <laughs> just wasn't it's sold. The tr- it's the true crime genre. Yeah, watching, right. right. People yeah. are going to be. Uh, and then you got All Quiet on the Western Front. I gotta watch that. Which is Looks really, great. really good. Yeah. Uh, okay. And it's not like this is the first telling of this story no. uh, by any means, but it's really good. Except the last 20 minutes, I just wanted more to happen. I wanted oh. there to be more. Yeah. I wanted to try and uh, I guess bring something out of getting to the end other than just stopping. Here's the end. Right. That's <laughs> right. it. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. But uh, but getting there along the way was really cool, and yep. all the actors in it are, oh, that's are cool. actually really good. Especially the main guy, who uh, has a hell of a job to pull off yeah. in, in delivering this person in this movie, including from the very beginning, where uh, you know the the story is all about the young gung-ho people going right. yay i get to join right and uh and he you know he's really good in it oh, anyway cool. that one's really good you got causeway on yeah. apple plus and that's um jennifer what the hell is her name right <laughs> um i can see we're so no i can see the poster uh, i got head. too many movies to talk about right um and that one is uh like almost the opposite, right? Of uh, <laughs> of all oh, quiet on the Western Front. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, right. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Um, because I, I like the last twenty minutes of it. <laughs> I I didn't like getting to the you last twenty that. minutes of yeah. it. How uh, long is that? That's only a ninety minute film, too. Yeah. Um, the last twenty minutes of it, I thought were pretty good and were a good excuse for making the movie, right? If you're right. pitching the movie, you go, this is what's going to happen in the last 20 minutes. Yeah. And not like it's, you know, some big dramatic, no, but like see, it's yeah. a sixth sense or no, something. Yeah. But when you get to the end, it's pretty cool. Huh. But the road to the end was like long and slow. Weird. And, you know, just saying things over and over yeah. because you had to hit this note 20 times because you know whatever i don't know um but it was it was just too drawn out yeah and and uh it reminded me of uh that movie the florida project yeah with willem dafoe yeah it's like 
I love that film. It, it For me, <clears throat> it was like that film, which that film is really great, right? Yeah. But it was like that film, except if you made all the first part of it right. really boring. Right. Because what's funny. That could right. easily happen in the Florida right. Project, right? Yeah, right. The, the way the story plays out, where you're trying to get and the road you're on to get there and everything... In that movie, you that could easily turned right. boring. Yeah, right. Simply, and in this movie, it did. Dude's just walking around <laughs> fixing stuff and dealing with bad tenants and like ice machines. Right. But yeah. Right, no, right. I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, all right. So there's that one. There's also uh, Raymond and Ray, which I don't think we talked about, even though that is a couple of weeks ago by now. Uh, which is uh, Ewan McGregor and uh, Ethan Hawke. Right. And it's like they're the sons of the horrible dad who died, and now they're going to his thing. And, uh, you know, I liked a little bit of them in that movie. Yeah. But the story for me was just missing. Uh, it just kind of a mess. Yeah. And a lot of it was in that movie. The thing that I really didn't like about that movie was that the characters it was given me, I didn't believe they were doing the things that they were doing. Yeah. And that, for me, is really kind of a kiss of death in a movie. If yeah. you're, uh, you know, trying to establish these characters and you want to talk about these very specific people and what happened to them and how their lives are and all this stuff, but then I'm like, okay, these characters, and then they do a bunch of stuff, and I'm like, I don't believe he would do that yeah. in this Thing you're throwing at me but you want him to do that because right or you want both, both of them of, to do that right. because that's how you're gonna do whatever you're gonna do next yeah yeah i don't know it's uh and not only that but it's uh it's got very little like charisma going on yeah in it. right <laughs> and i don't know so anyway it's uh it's not terrible but i didn't love it okay and then we've got uh rosalind which is a right. uh, Hulu movie, and it's uh, what's her name, Caitlin Devers, yep. I think, um, and it's like a period piece, but it's uh, Romeo and Juliet, but she's Rosalind, yep. who's the third person you didn't know was involved right. in the story at all, <laughs> and uh, it turns out she plays a big part of the story, and we're just gonna mess with it, and yeah. it's, you know, it's kind of like equal parts. Um, what's that Heath Ledger movie? Uh, 10 things I hate about you. No, the like period one where he's like, Oh, a night's tale. Yeah. A night's tale. Yeah. It's like equal parts of night's tale and like Rosencrantz and Gildenstern right. are dead. Right. Like kind of smashed together. And she is, you know, kind of quirky and funny and right. throwing, uh, we're trying to, you know, throw women in that time right. period, like a bone. Yeah. And maybe they can. And she's his, she's Romeo's kind of. jilted ex, paramore right like in that she from her perspective she's like yeah in uh like the movie starts out where they're together yeah and then like here comes juliet or right, whatever right. and you know hilarity ensues That's funny. and it is really really good oh, it's cool. a lot of fun she's great in it she's having and sort of a everybody big year is great she's she's with this with ticket to paradise she's starting to have you know, she's starting to pick up a bunch of steam, which is good. She's she's talented too. Yeah. She's um Yeah, I think there's another film she's in this year too. I I I thought there were three, but maybe it's yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Pushed. But, but that Caitlin one Deaver. is a lot of fun. It's on Hulu, check that one out. And then finally, I think 
well, actually, Spirited is. Uh, I'll talk oh, about yeah. that one real quick because that one is. I has already been in theaters. I think for like a couple is of really? days. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, and then it's going to be streaming right. whatever. With Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, uh, yeah. this is. Uh, I'll tell you right now, you don't know what's coming with this movie. Uh, yeah, it, because if you've seen the trailers, and that doesn't mean that it's great because it's not, <laughs> but it's it. You know, it's decent enough. Always and it, good. And to here's take the here's the weird thing sales. is, uh, it's a musical. Oh wait, I have seen this. Trailer. Really weird version of yeah. you know a Christmas Carol. Yep, it's like we're screwing with a Christmas Carol. But we're also screwing with it in like four or five different ways at this point, right? Right. It's it's all sorts of messing with the story. Oh, uh, that's weird. And uh, and Ryan Reynolds is like the subject of our scroogingness, yeah. Right. And he doesn't want to fix, right? And Will Ferrell can't convince him that he does, <laughs> right? And it's a musical, yeah. And it's really, really screwball. Right. Yeah. So it's all of these things together. And not only that, but a lot of it feels like it's maybe ad libbed where, right. you know, ad libbed in the right. sense of uh, they were like, we're going to do six takes of this. Man, that wouldn't and, surprise me. And try a bunch of different things. Right. <clears throat> so so basically it's it's very good in that window. Right. Yeah. Once you put all those chains on. it, Yeah. Then it's pretty good. So now, if you take the chains off in general, right. it's not that great. Right. It's like it's okay. all right. All it's right. like a you know, it's like a six, but you're having a you're having good a time set, yeah if right. You, if you let it just be <laughs> dorky, man. You right? and the you and the Will Ferrell musicals. You and your Eurovision. You're like hundred percent in for uh, whenever he's a singer. I love it. Yeah. No. Uh, just Eurovision. This no, I know this yeah. one's not that good. Um, <laughs> But it's fun and it's holiday and whatever. it's seasonal, right? Yeah, I was gonna say that's and, gonna be uh, big enough. Yeah, and so then the final <laughs> other thing we're gonna talk about is Wendell and Wild, which um, I almost watched that last is night. Is really good. Yeah, but it's just not quite. It's not quite there. As good, yeah. you know. It's so I I would give it like probably a seven. Okay, okay. I, um, yeah. I feel like it's a pretty solid seven. And the problem is, it just doesn't have quite enough to be like, you know, yeah, I have to watch this every Halloween from now on, right? right. It's it's right. just can't get over like the hump. That one, yeah. And it's sort of by design because there's a lot of it that's too weird yeah. and obnoxious even, for its own good and yeah. like screwy. Yeah. And it's trying to do like 15 different things <laughs> when it should be doing three. Yeah. It's, it's got all this right. stuff going on and it's, uh, you know, it's got stuff in it where it's like, huh, it's, it's funny that this is like gross and right. silly and stuff. But like that said, it is still pretty good. It's still it's, fun. It's yeah. very fun. Yeah. That's it's, cool. It's cool. Um, all right. So, that's all the stuff that we're just going to run through. It is a fast. bunch. That's a bunch. And that is not even all of what No, I know. Because there's even more. There's so much uh, stuff. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> so as far as the ones we are going to actually like seriously talk about, I think first we'll do uh, Enola Holmes 2, right. which uh, is out on Netflix. And, uh, you know, oddly, I have not heard people talking about as much as I expected to. Yeah, um, same. But 
I feel like it just came out the wrong window to at least to have people talking about. Right. But if I remember the streaming things from uh, Netflix, it did fine. Enough, it did good, especially the first few days it came out. It yeah. did really, really right. well. Yep. Um, but I just expected that I'd have like a couple of weeks talking about it. And I feel like it's, uh, you know, it's too close to elections and everything. Right. And it's too close to like eight thousand other things coming yeah, out. Right. So it's like you can only get so much attention. Anyway, yeah. uh, so Enola Holmes, Millie Bobby Brown, and everybody I assume knows what's going on. Right. It's just the uh, next story. And uh, we've moved on a little bit in time where she has tried to open a detective service. Yeah. It's not really working out for her <laughs> because she's, uh, you know, the lesser homes. Well, because she's like a kid and right. she's a girl right. and people know who Sherlock Holmes is right. and, you know, whatever. Um, but she does end up getting involved in something. She get a case. And then, yeah. you know, hilarity yeah, ensues. Yeah, right. I so I did not like this nearly as much as I liked the first one. Yeah, but it still was really good. Yeah. Um. So I give it a seven and a half. Yeah. I feel like it easily could have gotten almost a whole other star. Right. It could right. have been. It could have been like eight and a half. Maybe maybe more. I guess. Um. But I just feel like the story was, you know, it just felt so fresh, uh, sophomore album yeah. to me, yeah. you know? It was like, look, we had this first one. We better make it really good so that someone will actually make it. Yeah. And we, you know, we stewed over it for months and played small gigs and, right. you know, whatever. <laughs> and then somebody said, you got six months to make another one go. Right. And, yeah. and so it still was pretty good. Yeah. Right. And it it's very fun. She's still great in it, yeah. I thought. Um, but it just didn't have the same kind of magic where I felt like everything was really hitting a lot better. Um, and the first one, trying to think back to the first one while I was watching the second one, uh, the first one just seemed like it, it, it had a real sense of the pace and what it was establishing and yeah. how it was going to do it. And then like moving on and everything. And right. this one seemed like there was a lot of it that just was kind of dragging. And I don't know, it just wasn't the same, but it was uh, still really good. I loved uh, seeing David Thewlis in it. Yeah. Um, even though it was weird because he's just, he just doesn't have that face for me. And even <laughs> though for some people, I guess he does, but, yeah. but you know, for me, Oddly enough, and he's been in tons of things, and he's been great in tons of things, yeah. right? But for me, when he was in Harry Potter, was perfect because yep. that's what he looks like. Right? He looks like right the character that you're like, eh, but then he's a good guy, right? Not he doesn't look to me like, eh, but then he's a bad guy. <laughs> right? <laughs> like right. The, I don't know. He, that's just he's almost perpetually doomed after playing Lupin. Um, you know, in in the Harry Potter films, re after playing Remus, Remus, that he's almost always got to have like this scruffy, like down on his luck, right. like I got three right. holes in my sports jacket right. kind of thing. Like he can't, I can't imagine. I, I mean, he's a great actor, and I love watching David Dulles do stuff. But if he comes in in a pressed suit, I'm like, that's not 
That's not you. Right. You got to right. be scruffy looking. He's all clean shaven. You've got to look and, like, and yeah, like, you've yeah. got to look like you've been dragged behind something. Or in one of these cartoons where the where the the big city bus goes around the corner and it just exhausts all over you and you're right. just coughing for a minute. Like, that's who you appear right. to like, be now. Right, like, you can't play like a rich guy no. anymore. I won't he's believe gotta it. He's got to be a hobo. And he's got to be some. He's got to be something maybe skeevy. Like, in this, he's just... Having so much fun chewing the scenery. He comes into that room, that first scene, and just eats everything up. Yeah. And I I was on board with it. I loved yeah. watching it. Now, I, I agree with you almost 100% across the board. I gave it a seven. I thought at times I was having like eight, eight and a half fun. But it just felt frayed in places. And I think a small example without getting into too many big examples, because there aren't big examples of this, but the problem that I have with it is sort of indicative of how it ends. I won't give away the ending, but I will say that it goes, it, it doesn't bend over backwards, but it stretches to try to bring more characters from Sherlock Holmes's world into Enola's right, world, right. and I think that's a mistake. Yeah. I think that's a big problem. Even though the, the rapport that she has with Henry Cavill as Sherlock is great, and he's fun every time he pops up and I thought was effective as a supporting character. And usually Sherlock is not the supporting character, but it's her story. It's her movie. And Millie, if I remember this right, she's executive producing it. Like this is, this is her story and she has so much fun playing Enola and it shows you got some of the same, you know, big hits. You got Helena Bonham Carter coming, Bonham Carter coming back to play her mom. You've got the other supporting cast from the first film. All the right components are there, but it just sort of revs and stalls a little when it doesn't know what to do. But let's dip into the bigger Sherlock and like oeuvre and bring in those right. echoes. And I think if you pay more attention to just having fun with Enola and understanding that her older brother is doing older homes. Holmesian things it doesn't have to always be junior high school stuff but it shouldn't be you know edging towards what I thought it was trying to edge into for the last 15 minutes like I still I still kind of like the reveal but I thought it, I was like no you're making a mistake doing this yeah and then the no. stinger when you know she's supposed to meet Sherlock for lunch on Thursday and then somebody else shows up and I'm like of course because that's the direction you guys think is clever. Right. And you're making a mistake here. So it just felt a little a little off. Like, yeah. Like it was I, And I, I definitely liked a lot of the middle of this movie yeah. way more than I liked the bookends of the movie. Yeah. And I think kind of you're exactly right. And, and I didn't really think of it exactly in this way when I was watching the movie. Uh, but I feel like this movie, uh, it's like now that we've established things with the first movie... It's like, okay, now let's really weave ourselves into Sherlock Holmes' yeah. world. And I feel like that would have actually been a lot better if we would have woven ourselves out of Sherlock Holmes' exactly. world and been yeah. our own separate world that maybe Sherlock Holmes pops in. Right. But I feel like the, just the overall thing would have just flowed a lot better. You really could have had the same story. Yeah. You could have had the same... Uh, you know, she gets up the to exact her own story. Mischief, the exact right? story, right? I mean, yeah, you could have that without this whole like, um, you know, like every new Star Wars spinoff does not necessarily have to spend like a yeah. few episodes or twenty minutes of a movie or something going. Here's where this is exactly in. <sighs> right. 
you know, the whole world the that canon, you know. That you know, yeah. It right. just goes, look, we're in that universe. And, and here, man, when they and do that, here we are. They right? get so dialed in. They're like, this isn't 17 years after Empire. This is 17.4. Right. Because you need right. to know in point five something else happens. Right. No, that's that's true, too. You know, if, if this were a video game, if Enola Holmes was running around, Sherlock Holmes and 221 Baker Street would be a place you go to save your game and maybe check something because Sherlock would be there reading. Right. You'd be bothering him and he'd give you something, then you'd run off. But he doesn't ever join you and then you press the button and now you're Sherlock because you would never go back to Enola. <laughs> right. Like you would just run with him because he, he's older, wiser, he's more. He's better. Right. You know? So. Yeah, I feel like it did kind of. Uh, it's you know, a weird take misstep. the wind out of Enola's sails yeah, a little bit a little. As, uh, as just being like her own force despite kind of maybe trying to sell me on the idea that that's not what it was doing yeah. while it was doing it and it, yeah and there's there's a soft thing that's happening that i don't i mean i know some people really are weirdly misogynistic about it and it'll come up later i'm sure in other things that we're going to talk about but you know enola is in there taking a case by a young girl looking for a sister there are all kinds of women around that are strong that are devious that are deceitful and sort of murky you don't know where they are and then every once in a while you got david thewlis and henry cavill popping in right you know and it's really just a fun it's a fun engaging genuinely good-spirited attempt to tell stories about what young women are doing especially right. smart women and capable and it, women and, it's and that's, still, that's fun overall it's still actually really good right yeah. it's like um you know i give it a seven and a half and it it's really like a little bit more fun than that or whatever. Yeah. You're going to have a good time watching it. Yep. And uh, as much as we might say a bunch of bad things, which is how we roll, right? right. Um, it, you know, I really like it. I'd really love to see another one. Yeah, like, I'm looking forward I, to another one too. Like, it's it's really solid. Man, stuff, I don't want right? to see. I don't. I think Millie it just has problems. Yeah, and I think she's. I think she's talented enough if she wants to to do a lot more than Stranger Things and Enola Holmes. Right. And it'd be nice to see her do those things. I don't know if COVID production slowed things down to the point where that's all she could do, but it, it would be kind of nice to see I her do. I would be surprised, especially because Stranger Things is like massive right you know, i mean so. it would be nice to see her do something like emma watson you know just like i did hermione now i'm gonna do a bunch of other things right right i think she's capable of doing a bunch of stuff but we just have to see it yeah so all right but uh definitely check that one out yeah for sure um it's really good okay now uh before we get to wakanda forever we're also going to throw in weird the al yankovic story okay. which is the roku original film yeah right which i oddly enough i was just thinking about this this morning <laughs> going into uh doing the show because i don't have time to pay attention to absolutely everything that happens in the universe right because all i knew was that this was free i think on november 4th was was the day that, yeah, that makes like sense. It, that like it came out yeah. right and it was on roku and you could watch it free but all i really saw of it was you can watch it on November fourth free, and I don't know what that means after that. And I and <laughs> right, I never maybe, bothered yeah. to find out, right? right? <laughs> because I had seen it, so I'm not sure what the Roku thing is. Like, is it free right now all the time? On I Roku? think so. Can you watch it? Like, yeah. it's it was such a weird thing because it was so emphasizing the freeness, right? And that you day, know? and like, you're like, um, check okay. it out this anyway. Day uh, but it's uh, Daniel Radcliffe uh, playing. Uh, playing Weird, <laughs> Weird Al Yankovic, Al. and 
the weird thing is, is like I almost want to not say anything about this movie and 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 make you go in completely blind. That's but what not, I did, but I'm not going <clears throat> right, right, <laughs> because that's just too bad. I right. am going to sort of spoil. Um, you know, I don't know the movie in a weird way, right. all in itself, because it's a biopic of Weird Al, right. and spoiler alert, right? It's completely fake. It's right. a totally fake story of his <laughs> right. life, yeah. And it's just awesome yeah. that it's the totally fake story of his life. Uh, so I loved this movie. Oh, I'm boy. just gonna jump right go. out the gate. Here we go, right? Yeah. Because who knows? I don't know. Now you're giving me like a really weird look. It'd be cool if we were on uh, video right now. Because yeah, right. You're like, <laughs> I'm gonna punch you or whatever. No, no, not uh, at all. I give it an eight and a half. Oof, I love this movie. I was really and the off. only thing, the only reason this isn't like a ten, yeah, um, because I thought uh, if you're talking about uh, how well are you doing what you're trying to do? Right. See, this is, yeah, that's fine. You could hardly do better than this. No, in, uh, I agree. Doing what you're trying to do. Um, the only reason this isn't higher is that uh, for the first half hour, it's not exactly doing what it's doing. And yeah. then it really starts doing it, right? Right. So, like you're watching this movie, and if you don't know because like you heard me say it that this is the fake life story, right. right? For the first half hour, you might watch this movie and go, Well, it's the mildly exaggerated yeah, right, true story. Right, right. And not the totally fake, <laughs> nonsensical, right. whack job thing yeah. that it actually is. And I wanted it to do it the whole time. It would have been better for me uh, watching the movie if it was really right. more the whole time because you watch this movie for something like a half an hour and then it just flips and switches gears yeah. and goes, <clears throat> oh, by the way, um, you know, Madonna tries to <clears throat> get Weird Al to fall in love with her and, yeah. uh, you know, he does the, uh, he did Eat It as the totally original story, which Michael Jackson then stole right. and all this stuff. And then it, it starts like running headlong into this uh, full on abyss of we're making up the craziest things yeah. that we can think of, right? But that's not really what happened at the beginning and I wish it did. Like the first, I guess the first, <laughs> the first hint that you get that what you're actually watching is like a nonsensical story is when he goes to the post office and mails the thing, right. and then by the time he gets home, they're already playing it on the radio, right? And then right. you go, uh, right? And, yeah, and then you yeah. have to like <laughs> try and figure out what's going on. But I thought Daniel Radcliffe was great in it. And I thought, you know, I I laughed more during this movie than, you know, in any movie for a while. Hmm. I, I thought it was hilarious. And I thought I thought even the stuff uh, that was a little goofy and it wasn't really like you're going to laugh out loud or anything. Right. But it was funny as yeah. hell. There were some parts. There's a scene where he's at the party. 
Yeah. And it's like all of these the comedians pool party. from the time. The pool party's great. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, well, do another one bites the dust or something. Yeah. And like at the end of that, it's like, eh, I mean, did I laugh out loud at any of that or whatever? But by the time the scene was over, it was flipping right. hilarious. Right. right? And, uh, and Jack Black was actually really awesome. Perfect. Wolf Magic. Anyway, yeah. uh, so that's what I give it. And now you can tell me why you give it one. No, no, not not even that. It, it in a lot of strange ways, really and truly, this is a hard film to try to convey what I what I thought of it, unless we had sat down and saw it together, like in the moment. Because in a real time mystery science theater three thousand kind of way, I could have voiced when I was on its side, when I felt like I was bored by it, which wasn't that much, but it yo-yoed me all over the place because I had to come to the reconciliation that it was the movie it was going to be instead of the movie I wanted it to be. Right. And that, that took a bit because I was fighting it. Like I really thought, I know weird Al is going to have a big hand in this and it's going to be goofy and weird. And I didn't think it was going to be, people are making uh, comparisons to other funny musical things like this is Spinal Tap, and I don't think that's fair. Yeah, it's no. more in the vein of like Loaded Weapon than in some ways, or even Sledgehammer. Like it just actually the best film that it's mostly in in line with is Weird Al's other film that I'm always thinking of, which is UHF. Yeah, right. you know when you watch that film and you see this, and I embraced that. I went, oh. Oh, I kind of, I kind of came to this in a different way. Like Daniel Radcliffe has been making the circuit right now, talking about how he got it, the script sent to him, and he's like, "What? Wait, what are you guys doing? Like this, is, I can't do this." And then he read the script. He goes, "Oh, I see what you're doing. I can do that easily." Right. right. When I embraced the film, I had a blast with it. It took me longer than I wanted to get to it, and that that made me feel weirder about the film. I didn't think it was funny. But I thought it was very fun. Right. I thought everybody in the cast was absolutely rock star amazing. Yeah. And that's no pun intended. Like, I thought, even though I'm not a big Evan Rachel Wood fan, man, her Madonna is great. Right. right. I love Jack Black. And man, as Wolfman Jack, the moment I heard his voice before they turn and they reveal him in his full Wolfman Jack beard, right. I was like, oh my God, he's Wolfman. Right. Everybody in the pool scene makes the movie as strong for me as the entirety of the film in a way that later when <laughs> in, in a way, and I'm not making this up in a, in a way that later when weird Al fights Pablo Escobar and you just <laughs> right. say that out loud and you're like, what mad libs are we playing? Right. Like that sounds more funny, but that pool scene is indicative of the best part of the film that I thought that could have totally happened. I don't know. Al says like 3% of the film is real. Right. <laughs> I'll be damned if I don't want that to be real. But if that didn't happen, it should have happened. Right. But obviously the Pablo Escobar like Matrix fight, like I, I'll eat that up as long as I know that's coming. When his dad beats the crap out of the accordion salesman, right. like I'm like, oh, oh, wow, this is really going for it. Right. And I didn't think it would do that. It just kept me happily off guard, but the the negative side to certain things are, I I didn't think it was as funny as the funny or die skit that it was based on, and it's easy to say like a three minute thing is hilarious, you know, make a film out of it. Right. I actually genuinely thought that it was terribly predictable in how some of its humor was going. I could see the jokes coming a million miles away, and it took things out of it, even though. 
the earnestness and the comfort the comfort that everybody had in being around Dan when he was performing it was stellar i i almost want rain wilson to get a, an oscar nom for supporting actor right anytime he's on screen with daniel radcliffe as dr dement i'm loving every bit of it and i paused the film and rewound it a couple times especially at the pool scene but then later uh, there was another scene that he was in i just quit looking at Daniel Radcliffe and watched Rain Wilson's expressions and they're drop dead hilarious. Right. Like he's so good. He's so good anyway, but he's perfect in this role. But I was like, this is a comedy and it's predictable and it doesn't make me laugh. And I thought it could have been better. I thought it could have been less telegraphed. The last thing I'll say that was a big gripe for me, which was the Michael Jackson eat it, beat it thing is genius. Right. If you don't, run it for 12 minutes yeah 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 and that's indicative of every single thing that i thought yeah, was negative about that, it like um, they just kept going on and later when he picks up the phone and he's like talking and someone's like oh you know this michael thing and he goes michael didn't do it like that's a funny throwback but when they introduce it and they just beat that horse i'm like you guys don't know what you're doing that's funny here you've right. got your melissa mccarthy problem now like you got to have somebody say cut and move on but I, all right so, so fun you didn't give it a number uh, sorry, six and a half. Oh, okay. So yeah, I I agree actually uh, with some of that, especially the eat it, beat it thing, which uh, is like on paper, it's hilarious. It's great, right? Yeah. And I think that in the movie, you got like, you have to establish that it's there at all. Yeah. Right. And then you got like the scene where he's flipping out on the phone. Yeah. That was awesome yep. because he's like giving you basically what you need there which is the the whole like people are going to think that his came out first and <laughs> right. they're not going to remember it right yeah. because because that's what I do so they'll think I did it and yeah. and all that that is hilarious right right but yeah there is like a lot of it yeah. and there are parts in the movie where um you know, like at the beginning, we're overselling his roommates. Yeah, we, yeah. We yeah. don't we don't need to have like long drawn out things. So there are there are parts where it could have been better. But uh, for me, it, it didn't need to be as comedy as I might want because it was fun, right? Enough. I get that to just yeah. uh, you know Enjoy like it. you don't have to laugh. Like I said, right. the pool scene, I didn't really oh, laugh. Man. But it's hilarious. It's great. It's the best part of that film. But, but it's not like Laugh Out Loud. And just, you know, it's like so weirdly rewatchable because you got like, you got to focus on, like you said, like, you know, now I'm going to just face. watch oh my God. Dr. Demento. Right. But you got all those people at that pool scene. You yeah. Got like every comedian of the time right. is at this party. And it's like, you know, Pee Wee Herman's doing this, right. Gallagher's over here doing whatever. And it's Tiny Tim's popping in. Nobody knows who he is, is anymore. So yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, anyway, it was, it was so, so fun. Yeah. And and by the time it was over, it was really funny. I, I think what really worked the best, like the last 15 minutes, even though we got into like some screwy territory, yeah. right? But also, um, you know, and speaking of telegraphing it, right? By the time we started like wrapping things up at the end, you're like, "Well, I don't know what the hell is going to happen." Like, and then that's true. And then what happened? Right. You were like, "No, right." And then, but then that's what happened. That's what happened. Like, well, all right, whatever. Yeah, but right. I, I don't know. It was it was tons it, of fun, and all of the stuff with Daniel Radcliffe doing the songs. Yeah, I thought was those were great. Just awesome. When they when they're, I mean. It, 
the my baloney thing when he plays it and he sings it i'm like yes yes right. but the forced like lyrics coming from his roommates i'm like no right the imbalance right. of the scene but when they drag themselves into the bathroom and then you you realize later like al's like that's the part of the story that's real i recorded my baloney in a bathroom right and they're like i, I have no idea how you lived a life man right. i actually if anything the film as everything that I suggested, and it is worth checking out if you understand what you're about to get into, it made me want like a real Weird Al biography now. Right, like the, right, that's the damn right, thing about it. Right. Jerked me around for another film. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, definitely check that one out yeah, too. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and we got to get to uh, Wakanda Forever before we okay. get real short on time. All right. Wakanda Forever. So, uh, you know, this is almost a movie where it's a little weird to even talk about because they're so Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they do the whole thing up. It's the beginning of the movie. But like I said, for me, it, it, it's a I feel like this movie is forever going to have like a weird place in yeah. Marvel's story. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I. I actually, it's weird because I have no idea where you landed on this movie. Mm. And as we were walking out of the movie, yeah, right, right. there was, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think either one of us necessarily gave too much away. No, uh, because we just left, right, <laughs> and just left the movie. Um, so really, in this movie, what what the movie starts off, and you get this kind of like prequely introductory deal. Yep. And then we get, you know, the Marvel roles. Yeah. Only this time it's all Chadwick Boseman. And uh, and it's, you know, somber music instead right. of whatever. And the whole thing goes on and on and on. And we just look at a whole lot of versions of, of Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. I thought that that was really cool. Yeah. That little thing. I also thought it was far and away the best part of the movie. For me, mm. that was about as good as it got. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> I, m almost everything in this movie is everything that I hate about Marvel, Marvel movies. Yeah. I, I, was, uh, I, I was incalculably bored through yeah. almost all the movie. I give the movie a three and is really lucky to get it. Uh, yeah. Because there was, a, there was a fair amount of this movie I was going to give it a two. And uh, as everything came together, I kind of was like, Ugh, fine, like maybe it's three or yeah. whatever. But uh, but I really couldn't stand everything that happened in the movie. Uh, the development of what we were watching was goofy. The whole theory of the story, I thought, was like, really on the border of just being insulting because they had a bunch of scenes drawn out in their storyboards and they were like, I want to do this scene. And then it's like, okay, what's the sensical sensible way that we can get to that scene happening? Yeah. I don't care about <laughs> your sense and, <laughs> and how any of this can work or make any sense or uh, how Wakanda is, uh, suddenly some little pipsqueak bitch country that right. <laughs> Namor can just yeah. walk all over. I'm like, right. wait, what the hell? Like yeah. the last movie I watched, 
like they could take over the world in like 10 minutes if right. they wanted to. And now you're telling me that a bunch of people who you do not explain having any kind of powers at all, right. except for him, right. right? And they don't have any they don't have anything that you've explained. There's no advanced have, technology. Except they're just beating the shit out of everyone. Right. And I'm like, oh, I mean, it's just, it yeah. really gets to the point where it's just insulting. It's just, look at this shiny thing over here and right. whatever. And it, I don't know. And you'll believe it because we're blue, like the Navi, <laughs> and right. we swim fast. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to step on. No, I didn't mean to step on you there. Uh, that's, I mean, that's my jumping off point anyway. man i give it a three i i thought this was a hard film anyway i was curious not in the i go to nascar for the crashes kind of thing but i really like chad bozeman as an actor i thought he was incredibly talented and showing an awful lot of range I, man they they're in a bind and they're in a weird space and you think of films like this where it's like when we walked out i'm like is it gonna have like a fast and the furious you know, thing where there's going to be a big montage with a big video at the end when Paul Walker died, right, you know, right. is it going to be more like the crow where you're like, God, is that the scene where he got shot? Is it, you know, there's, there are certain films where you're, where you're watching things or you get the thing that thankfully Kevin Feige and Marvel knew not to do, which is Carrie Fisher died. So let's just make a 3d version of her. Right. You know, they're in a spot where they won't recast, but they have to acknowledge. So, I I came in thinking I will give it an awful lot of leeway into how it makes that transition because it's going to be weird. And the opening of the film is very strange because they, they address it very quickly and they get through it in a way that doesn't use any cheap tricks. There's no 3D version of, of Black Panther there. It's all off-screen stuff. And I thought, okay, you've addressed it and you're going to move through it. The first chunk of the first quarter of the film I, I didn't mind so much they're all dealing with the grief they're all trying to watch the celebration of of a ceremony while the people that are closest to T'Challa are grieving him and some harder than others but the film becomes so weirdly uneven and I'm a big I'm a big MCU guy anyway like I have a lot of defenses for it this felt really disjointed and fragmented and unfocused but visually like will carry you you know it's gonna carry right. you anyway and we for whatever it's worth we saw it in 3d which was a bit of a surprise and after my eyes got used to it again because you said to me at the beginning you're like man i don't even remember when the last time we saw a 3d movie was right i don't either and it took a few minutes to get used to it again it is a beautiful film but i have so many problems with it not necessarily on the surface of characters, like in the comics, Shuri does get a, a run at Black Panther. You know, there are other things that happen. But here, just the the tell but don't show of things just was so weird in the way that... I'm saying a lot to circle around to this because I hadn't really thought about it that way. It feels like the Marvel formula is there, almost like the Pixar formula is there. Now you just let people follow it and it'll work, but it shows that that's not working. Right. That Kevin Feige's hand must have been much heavier in the earlier phases of Marvel and there were different talents there because he could keep things guiding more north than things sort of meandering here. And I'm talking about Namor... I'm talking about 
certain things that other characters did. I absolutely hate the idea that they brought in the character that I guess is later called Ironheart, which is Riri, and she's the teen that is smarter than Tony Stark because she can build all this stuff. Right. And I'm like, you forgot what made these things all work, which was you dropped Black Panther into Civil War, and then he was in the Avengers, then he had his film, and we knew him by now. Now you're just quickly rushing things in, and we're just supposed to believe it whole cloth. Like, if if her, for example, just as a singular character, if she can just replicate the Iron Man technology, you know, like that in her dorm room, I get it. She's a super genius, but you don't give her that because it undermines everything that 10 years of filmmaking did for Robert Downey's character right. who had to struggle to make a version of it in a cave. Like they're just undercutting their own strengths to, I think, mask a bunch of small weaknesses that they don't really know what to do yet. Or if they do, they don't know how to successfully get from A to B. But again, this, this movie gave them a, a hard headache to follow. God, I did all that to say. Um, I gave it. I gave it a four and a half, and I thought I was pretty kind to give it that, especially when the battles with the you know they used to be the Atlanteans. The battle with Namers people don't make a whole lot of sense, especially when Killmonger was the driving force in the first film, and he showed up and had, and again is one of the best reasons that film worked for me, because you had a protagonist that had a point. Uh, an antagonist that had a point. Right. Like he, you could argue he was right about a lot of things, but when he shows up to Wakanda and he's like, I, look at all this technology, we can take over the world tomorrow. Let's go do it. Right. And now we got a bunch of problems with people that just swim quick. Right. You know, all of that, all of that stuff aside, I'll say real quick before, you know, you go back to you uh, for some more. I loved everything Angela Bassett did. I thought she was really strong. And I thought <clears throat> when the emotion needed to be there for the film, I didn't always like when Shuri was doing it because I thought it was just always at 11. I liked when Angela Bassett did it because I thought she was a very, very irate eight, but right. would go to 12 if you just pushed her. And I really love what they made Namor look like. Like I loved how he moved and flew. Like I thought that was very comic book like, but they're, fight at the end all the stuff that kind of tried to conclude the film i was just like wait a minute what are you guys doing none of this sort of makes sense yeah. with everything that you've set up to now yeah i thought um you know i kind of liked namor a bit it, it, you know this is a weird movie again because i'm actually like a big fan of namor yeah even though you know i'm only kind of a comic book fan in right. the first place right yeah. right <clears throat> and uh and i like my experience with comic books is I read a lot of them and I, I mainly like people who are ultimately kind of lesser. Right. Yeah. Like I really like Gambit. Right. And I really like, I, I really like Namor. Yeah. He had a cool story. Um, I like Wolverine at first. Right. Uh, I feel like he was much more interesting yeah. at first. And then, you know, and then, I mean, he's still Wolverine. Popularity Fine. gets you, That's but sure. Cool. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, but I, I, it, it was really weird for me, uh, with him anyway, but the whole story of his people and, and the story of his people being able to take over anything was, right. uh, laughable right. and, and goofy. And we weren't going to give you any reason to believe it anyway. Right. right. 
I don't even believe these people can fight on land because you haven't given me any reason to think they can. And they've even gone so far as to suggest that he's a mutant because he can absorb the moisture in in an area. Right. These people, they can't get out of the water. Right. Like for more than a second. Like, I agree. Where are any of these people training to fight on (laughs) land or, you know, whatever? You know, so the whole thing is a little goofy there. But really, uh, ultimately... The movie is too much of a tribute to Chadwick Boseman for yeah. me. And you yeah. know, you want to do it fine, but it's like 40% of this movie. Right. And that is too much. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and you know, you want to have all of your, uh, like, all, like see all this, you know, African stuff happen and all of the ceremony and stuff. And I thought all of that <coughs> was awesome. Yeah. I need a better reason to watch it all to the have time. it all the time. And, right. And, and especially for so long and, and it, it all was great. Right. Yeah. And, and really the charisma black hole yeah. moving from Chadwick Boseman to Letitia Wright is unsurmountable by any means known to man. And yeah. certainly any means this movie can pull off and the movie almost really craters itself even more when we get Lupita Nyong'o into the movie because she just sucks the life out of everyone else around her because she is really good. Yeah. And she's up against Letitia Wright being really wooden and Mm. boring. I, I thought almost everything that she does is so like caricature really. Yeah. Right. Like she's acting off of you know i got like two sentences of this character right and now i know everything i need to know right. about her right and everyone else around her is doing a whole other thing yeah especially i mean she's uh you know got to be up against angela bassett right who is really doing a good job even so. though i don't love what she's doing some of the time because i feel like it's a little heavy-handed right. in, in what she's supposed to be doing but in terms of doing what she's supposed to be doing, I mean, she's like nailing it because she's Angela Bassett and she's great. That's what she's going to do. Right. And, and trying to fill the space with Letitia Wright is just kooky almost. Right. Yeah. And if we're, and if the movie is going to get to where it's going to get in the end, right. We should have got there a long time earlier. Right. And, and just let that happen and do it. And and her whole like uh, you know mental block to wanting there to be a Black Panther and yeah. stuff, you know, if you're gonna have like a TV series of this instead, <laughs> right. you want to have like a couple of episodes where she does that, then do that. Right, but you want it to be like half the movie. Right, that you, you don't know how to make that work. If this is your example of it, this is this is again a film in some ways like what I was talking earlier. This is a bunch of women who are strong and capable and intelligent and resourceful and powerful trying to reconcile a problem together against each other too. Sometimes, and that's easy fodder for a bunch of people who just sort of miss the mistake on things. My big thing doesn't have anything to do. With all of that, because I would have had a problem if it was just a bunch of guys doing the same meandering weird thing and world building where, again, we have all these incredible weapons that fought off like this invasion 
from another realm. The, the invasion when the Infinity that could War, not be right. fought off. Right. Right. <clears throat> when Thanos shows up, when Thanos shows up and everybody's there, and you basically have a few people with Wakandan technology holding them at bay, but we're having some problems with some Aqua people. Right. And I don't the, believe it. I don't believe fact, it. It's it's almost like a lot. The closer you get to the end of this movie, yeah. It's like somebody, you know, read an Aquaman comic. Right. And went, well, he controls a whale, and right. that seems to be all you need. Right, yeah. And so that's what they'll Throw do. Throw the whales the movie, at him. And now we're good. <laughs> the it's two, like, what the, two, the hell are you talking about? <laughs> the two best parts of the film, one I will ruin, one I won't, um, which I wish the film had just managed to capture. Because in my mind, when we watched the film, I bookmarked it. I thought, there's a different energy here. I don't know what day they shot this. When they did the UN thing, even though it's very comic booky to walk in with a bunch of people and you know make them kneel, but right. when they did that UN scene, I thought, okay, this is the movie that should be. This should be firing off on all these things because it's working. Later, there's a moment where Shuri goes to the ancestral tree, and the decision there surprised me. And I thought, that's smart. I didn't see that coming. I thought that was a really fun way to get the movie moving and it should have happened about 40 minutes earlier, and it would have explained an awful lot. Instead of spending time showing me MIT, picking up this incredibly interesting Okoye story and then dropping it, right. just in the middle of everything, when she is so... And it's not just because I like Denai Guerra, but she's made this character very real to a lot of the story in the universe that is to deal with Wakanda. And they just pushed her aside and then sort of softly focused on other people in the unit as if that mattered. Hers was an incredible subplot that should have been explored fully, even if any other re reason just to set up more of her retribution or, or reckoning with her and Angela Bassett. But they just dropped everything because yeah. they wanted to show like what we're going to see when Avatar 2, The Way of Water, shows right, up. There because, was so much water stuff that made had, no sense. They had all this stuff storyboarded. Yeah. And Probably looked thought, good. this looks awesome, yeah. and that will be a good movie. And it, now it, get me to where right. I film this scene, and it's just goofball. And yeah. then also, um, we'll wrap up here in just yeah. a second, but they also have this whole Martin Freeman and Julia Louise Dreyfus thing right. where I I really liked and appreciated yeah. every part of this movie that Martin Freeman was in. Yeah. Until we got to the end and I went, that's why we were watching we it. We did this. Right. Man, now it's all worthless. It right. should have just all been on the should've cutting stopped. room floor. Right. 100%. It doesn't do anything except that apparently Martin Freeman is in some future movie. Right. And we have to have it set up for him to get right. there. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, fine. Do it in like three total minutes right. of the movie. Right. And it, you know, it'll be the same thing because I liked the scenes that he was in. Yeah. I liked the scenes where the other people were playing with him and they were, you know, working with each yeah. other. It was some of the best scenes Better of parts. other people yeah. as well. He's so good. And he was really good in it. And then we get to that end thing where it just basically negates the whole right. having to watch it. I, I'm th going through the whole movie thinking I have to watch this for some reason. Right. It's good that it's there. Right. And he's doing great and everyone is working well with him. And then and then you get to the end and you're like, it was for that? Right. Right. Come on. I know what you mean. It I know was, what you mean. It was, it was like depressing. Yeah. It, it was sad. I'm like, if that's why we needed it, 
You know, you can do that just with like a, a header. Just yeah. just write words over the screen for a minute yeah. and go, this guy this is, is uh, going to show up later. You you didn't like it a little, you liked it a little less than I did. I, I think for me, definitely, as we're getting out of here, I showed up for it. I, I mean, I was curious about right. it, but I also was like, look, I kind of, I want you to do this. This is going to be really friggin' hard, but if anything... I was on the side of the MCU and, and Feige because they've done some really hard stuff in the last 10 or 11 years. Just pulling off what they've done is incredible all by itself, in my opinion. I just felt like I was often throwing up my hands mentally and just being like, right. what do you, why? Really? Wait. Right. And too few and far between did they make scenes that were like perfectly nailed the way they should have been. Right. And there were, there were definitely some good scenes in it or, you know, it would have been a zero. Um, but <laughs> right. Yeah. There, there, yeah. there were good parts in it. There Man. were parts in it that were pretty fun. Yeah. But every time there's action, I feel like I have to eliminate so much from my mind to yeah. like this yeah. that I, I really have to just be on a roller coaster. I right. just have to pretend there is no movie. Right. And just watch it and go, look, that looks fun. Right. Yeah, it, right. Because it's so it's so off putting. And uh, before we go, I am going to say, like I, I mentioned that I feel like this is going to be like a big thing in the Marvel Universe. Right. Yeah. Because you got this and then you've got Ant-Man. Yeah. And I do not have high hopes for the quantum mania. Right? Yeah. And with this and that, I feel like Marvel is in a lot of trouble here yeah. for, uh, you know, Three movies later, when things are questionable, how many people are going to show up for that, right. right? If they came out next fall or something with the next Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. where you don't know anybody and you're just showing up because you believe in Marvel, right? I don't think that's going to happen yeah. the same way, even though I know there are things I'm pretty interested in yeah. that are coming yeah. from Marvel. right? But they have a much tougher hill to climb now I agree. than they used to because they have some movies coming out where you don't know any of those people. Right. They have movies coming out where there are no fans yeah. uh, built in to any characters. They're only fans of Marvel. Of the MCU, yeah. And I don't know that they can we'll hold, see hold sway with the yeah. giant numbers right like they could before right? going going the route of can and they and, can't convince me they're going to win me over either right right you know like when guardians of the galaxy first came out you're like uh i'll trust marvel right and then you watch the movie and you were like i was right to trust them yeah I'm not that confident right. that at the end yeah. I will feel it's weird like I was right to trust them. It looks shaky. And going the route of Kang and if they go, and it seems like they are, to the Secret Wars, maybe that will all make sense. But, man, they got to do it right. I, agree. I don't know. It's so. rough. All right. So uh, anyway. now that we've given you like 20 movies to yeah. watch and right. uh, told yeah. you that <laughs> you have your many homework. of them are good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they are. As we move forward, uh, I can't say for sure what we're going to do next week because it's getting too close to the end of the year. Right. It's too close to the Critics' Choice Awards nominations, which I have to do by the 5th of December, I'm pretty ah, sure, is the date, which is really close <laughs> for people to get me to watch a million films. Right. Yeah. So by the time next week rolls around and the week after that, like, and you know, and then we're in Thanksgiving and all that, and who knows when the right. episodes will exactly come out. I mean, it might be 10 films that I couldn't guess yeah, right now right. what 10 <laughs> films those are going to be. Yeah. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. We'll be back next week with something, something. or we'll be back. 
shortly uh, in the near future yeah. with something, and it will probably be <laughs> a whole bunch of leading into the end of the year films. Yeah. Uh, so tell your friends. Thanks for tuning yeah. in and all that. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Right. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners, on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.